0: I want us to agree with God this morning and trust God for something to happen. Praise the Lord. The way the church of Jesus Christ is going, if we don't set our hearts in prayer, and dedicate our lives we might not see the glory of God when I compare the church after Jesus had gone to what we have I don't think that we would do ourselves good if we became comfortable in our present state. And I say that, I don't mean this church only. I mean the universal church. Praise the Lord. And so, I want your heart to cry out, even as you hear the word of God, that God may do something With our lives. So this morning. Within the short moment of time we have. I want to share with us. What is the church's effect. In the world. What is our effect. The standard was already set. Jesus made it very clear. If you never have a bedding. I want you to have a bedding. For the deacons and the executives, I pray that today the tone of the Spirit will be set. That those that you are over, if you should pray, may the heavens hear. And the name of the Lord be on it. This is the challenge we have. Shall we pray? Heavily, Father, we are so grateful to you for the privilege of being born again, being filled with your Spirit, giving the Word of the Lord. You have not denied us. Now we ask for power. Power. That accompanies your word for the church to live and forever lives until you come. Therefore, as we hear your word, my Lord, may your word bring effect upon our lives. In Jesus' name and everyone said, in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 to 16, You would see clearly what God has said about the church. Now, Lady Pastor Evelyn would do that for us.
1: Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, Hmm. but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Hmm. It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by mm. men. Mm. You are the light of the world. Mm. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, mm. but on a lampstand, mm. and it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse oh, yeah. 16 Let your light so shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Amen.
0: I would like for you today to be identified with what Jesus said. You see, I'm not going to go deep into that. But the verse 16 is where my matter is. When he said, "Let your lights, hmm, let your lights," see how Jesus puts it. Let your light so shine. A child of God, are you here? No, I he didn't hear you. Are you here? God cannot be blamed. He has already declared, you and I, we are the light of the world. Don't you think so? Once you are born again, you are the light of the world. I want this to sink very deep. We all know that the world is dark. The only people who shine in the dark world are the saints. And God said, let your light shine. What does it mean when God should say to his people? Let your light shine. I want you to think about it. He is not saying that let me come and let your light shine. He is saying that the light is already you and you have to shine. Praise the Lord. So I blame myself and we must all accept our responsibilities as the children of God who have failed. Because it is not God who has prevented us from shining, it is ourselves. So he instructs and he says, let your light shine. I charge you and I before God that our light will shine from this moment in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine any of us standing before the Lord and being told you did not shine enough? What answer would you give? Whatever answer we will give, He will come back to us and say, Read this on the wall for me. And then you will say, let your light shine. And the Lord will say something like this. Stop it. Who is supposed to let his light shine? And then you will say, I. And the Lord will say, so why did you not shine? I plead with you by the message. So I plead with myself that from this moment, may we shine as people who know their God. Hallelujah. Yes. The world is in trouble. This morning, communion Sunday, we pray. We intercede for the church, the body of Christ. And we at the same time intercede also for the church. And as uh, pastors were as in some of the things they said. As I was praying, I was so burdened because I knew that we cannot blame God. Brethren, we cannot blame God. He has already declared, let your light shine. Hallelujah. I want to plead with you. Let's rise up to the occasion. Let's rise up to the occasion. Deacons. Pastors, executive members, it is time that you will shine. You see, when the Bible declared the people that they would serve tables, when the seven people were chosen, when they came together, I don't know what would have happened... If the Lord had not scattered them, you will never see that in the spirit of Philip was residing the Holy Ghost power. You will never, and we will never have seen it. But when God allowed the scatter to take place, and the people ran away, and he had no choice... I believe very well that Philip didn't even have the chance to go to his house and pack anything. What he had is what he went with it. Praise the Lord. What he was told in the body of Christ, which was being ministered by the apostles, that is Peter, James, John, and Matthew, and the rest, all of them, as as they they kept hearing, as soon as they were scattered, The brother took up the responsibility and said, I did not come to do business, but as I sat in the church, I have heard about this Jesus who died and resurrected. As I find myself in Samaria, anybody I met on the road I preached to them, and in no time I had a couple of them gather them together, and I preached to them, and as I was preaching, demonic spirits were leaving, and the sick was being healed. Therefore, now I know my calling. And I say this to us, especially those who have been ordained today, are standing as leaders, in the name of Jesus Christ, take your positions. Accept the responsibility. Something the Lord told me some time ago, not long ago. But let me put it this way, reminded me, it's found in the book of Mark, the last verse, when the Bible, the, 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 the last verse of the last chapter, when God is so clear, I think chapter 16, He said, the people did what they were told to do, they went out there, they did it, and God confirmed His word with signs and wonders. Praise the Lord. Let me take the verse 19 and this, and the 20. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up in heaven and, and sat at the right hand of, of God. Would you like to read this together with me? One, two. And they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord working with them, confirming the word through the accompanies, through the accompanies, through the accompanies. I want you to wake up all of us. We are being charged today in the name of Jesus Christ that we cannot let the church die in our hands. Hallelujah. It's only a matter of exercising your faith. You are the light of the world. Every sickness is from the dark. Every confusion or the mind of any brother or sister is from the dark. And when you appear there, take charge. Praise the Lord. Until the effect of the church is known, we will be dying. And this morning, as I said, I read a scripture from the book of Revelation, chapter 3. No, chapter 1, not chapter 3, yeah. In one of the first verses, it says, You have a sense that you are alive, but you are dead. May it never happen to us. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes you can live in delusion that you are alive, but you are dead. But I plead with God that may it never be like that for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want to plead that we will rise up to the occasion and accept our responsibilities. And affect the world rather than the world affecting us. Because the world is so much affecting the church, the church has come to the point, the world is trying to take to the church that if you do not marry gays, your lying things will be evoked. Oh, my brother, if we raise up and with the sick was healed, the dead was raised, and then we said that we will not do that, do you think they will argue? They will not force anything down our throat. If they see the signs and this. They will never, never fight the church. Even if they fought, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord will descend. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I don't want you to be very comfortable. Neither of us should be comfortable with our states. There are things that are very crucial that we need to let God address them in our hearts and we need Take up full responsibility for it. Amen. You are the light of the world. You cannot be set and be hidden under a table. It is not possible. Let us accept what God is saying. And let us continually cry to Him and say, Lord, this is what you say, that we are the light of the world. Therefore, we are pleading... That you will anoint us whatever it is that is making our light dim. We plead that it be removed over our heads. Amen. I just want to give you examples of how these brethren who took the lead affected their world. And I must, become, I must confess to you that when I read such from the scriptures, then I see. That we are not standing well. But I pray that from this moment we will stand well. Let's look at the book of Acts. Our sister read that for us. The book of Acts chapter 10. Verse 24 to 26. And this is a man called Cornelius. Giving you the background. This is a man who somehow was not a Jew. But he believed God. Because he has seen some things that has been worked out. And he was a soldier man, a top official. And this man would humbly, every moment, would gather his household and pray with them. And I guess he was praying this way, I believe God you are there, but I don't know you. But I believe you. And I pray that you will hear my prayer. I pray that you will watch over my household. I pray that you will let me know you one day. I pray that Lord, you will make you, you will reveal yourself to me continuously. This man was praying, and then one day, God sent an angel. I pray that we will begin to see such things in the name of Jesus. God sent an angel to this man, Cornelius by name, and the angel spoke to him. Because he was not born again. And I want you to know, if you are not born again, you don't mean anything to God. As much as he exercises his love and kindness over you, he shows you and provides for you and does things for you because he is God. That is one of his natures. But the truth of the matter is that unless you become born again, you are not his child. As much as this man feared the Lord and did what was good... He was not born, again, and God will not change it because he was a good person. Praise the Lord! And so God said, "I want to do something for this sincere heart that is seeking me, but that has, he has not found me yet." So God sends an angel from heaven onto his onto this man one morning, got up to preach, uh, got up to, to 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 pray as he does every time, and then the angel now talks to him and. Listen to this. A very simple message. There is a man staying at Kotobabi stroke number 6 stroke 7. Go there and his name is Simon Peter. He will tell you the works of this life. You don't know. You don't know what makes life. But I am not the angel who is supposed to tell you. We are the people to preach the word of God. Pray the Lord. I want everybody to know in this church... No angel has been given with a mandate to preach. We are the ones to preach. So if we are not preaching, we are doing damage to the kingdom of our Lord. And I pray that from today we will revive by the spirit of grace and take up our mantle in the name of Jesus. And so the Bible said, when he had spoken to the man and directed him, he was a big army officer. He took two of his chosen soldiers he trusted and sent them to with the address to go and look for this man peter meanwhile peter was a jew who will not have any dealings with with even a gentile even stretching his hand to touch and to greet it was a taboo in those days but peter has been dealt with by the spirit of the lord as he was waiting in prayer and was still arguing with the lord finally The opportunity comes and these men come because God had already sent them and he had inside information, he met them. The following day, he traveled with them to the house of Cornelius and then Cornelius received them. But there is something interesting that I saw. A lady, first I will read for us from the verses I quoted from verse 24 to 26. I want you to see, go ahead. Acts chapter 10 verse 24
1: to 26. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, Hmm. and had called together his relatives and close friends. Hmm. And Peter, as Peter was coming in, Hmm. Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Hmm. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am also a man. Praise the
0: Lord. I want you to take a note. And as I read, I was disturbed. When Cornelius saw the man of God, are you here this morning? His reaction was different. He bowed. He in the verse 25, would you like to read that? Every one of you One, two. Maybe you think it's nothing. Maybe you haven't considered it. When God is at work in a man, the world will bow. He had to correct it though. But the truth of the matter is that the workings of God in that man and with what God had done made it such that they had no choice Than to bow. We see a lot of examples of such. As I thought about it, it was so clear to me if we rise up to the occasion, they will bow, but we will not receive the worship. We will declare Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But the issue is that there has to be a bowing. There has to be an acknowledgement. There has to be the fact, accepted fact that these are the people who are different, and I charge you all in the name of Jesus, every leader here this morning that be a different person in the name of Jesus. What I'm saying, I don't know how to translate it. if I go literally. Don't let your countenance become light. Uh, so Did I try? <laughs> Don't let your name. You see, let me tell you something. I pray that we will rise up to this occasion where nobody would take any child of God for granted in the name of Jesus. Don't let people, you know, let me tell you something. We have come down so much to such an extent that sometimes in the midst of a group of people when they are talking blasphemously they don't care that you the child of God you are there. That must stop now in the name of Jesus. You stand and say, what do you mean? I'm a servant of God. I'm a child of God. I will not allow you. If you do one, two, three. I want to promise you that the next time people are talking rubbish in in your office. When they see you appearing, they will say, it's coming. You stop it. Hallelujah. You must feel bad today. If people can rise up and talk nonsense. Talk things that are not acceptable. Ye some fell. They have no regard for you. Because you see, you fear so you when they are talking, you may not talk some, but you will laugh with them. And your laughter, you do it economically because you are not sure whether you are a child of God or you are not a child of God. And so the guy is misbehaving and saying some things. And then you too, you are standing you are... <laughs> you must stop today in the name of Jesus. You have to let the church of Jesus rise and deal with the situation... We are becoming conformed to the world. No, don't be conformed to the world. Reprove the world of sin with righteousness in the name of Jesus. Stand to your grounds. And say, as long as I'm here, it will never happen. And when you talk like that, God will watch over you and perform. Perform it in a way that it will be acceptable. Hallelujah. The man saw Peter, and the aroma of the spirit around him made him immediately fall. Then he said, I'm a man like you in the verse 26. Peter lifted him up, saying, stand up. I myself i am also a man. What is God saying? The God in Peter, who was at work. You remember the scripture that the Lord spoke to us years ago, few years ago. It is God at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God in Peter. And as Peter entered that house, boom! The anointing came so strong. And the man got up. He was bowing and Peter said, Hi! Peter was establishing that it is God at work in me, but I don't take his glory. Praise the Lord. This is where we must get to. If we will have the world and affect the world, I want you to never be comfortable in our state. Begin to pray to God. Begin to say, Lord, what is wrong with me? Are there things that are blinding me? And make him a such that I'm not able to shine. You remember the scripture? He says that shine, shine. Lord, what is it? let not make him, make him shine. When we pray this way one of these days, if it is something we are doing that is not making us shine. He will show us and we will put it aside. And the glory of God will have a course upon our lives. Hallelujah. Chapter 14 in the book of Acts. 8 as well. Listen, it's very important. I see a repetition of such things continually. And it's so beautiful. This time it was Paul. Yes. Acts chapter 14 verse
1: 8. Yes. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet all the way
0: to take. Gotcha. All the way to
1: was Sitting, mm. a cripple from his mother's womb, mm. who had never walked. Mm. This man heard Paul speaking. Mm. Paul observing him intensely mm. and seeing that he had faith to
0: be healed. Can you hold a second? I'm praying that we will come to this point when we see somebody has faith to be healed. Let not fear stop you. Are you listening? Let nothing stop you. When you have the indications in in your spirit, I can tell you something that happened. Please, hold on a second, many years ago, in LCC of days, I remember very well we were coming to start a meeting. I think so. There was somebody I don't know, probably Reverend. There was somebody's sister who was not in good shape. But she was coming to the fellowship and sometimes she would disrupt the meetings. And I remember this occasion, in fact that was when I learned my lesson. And I, we somehow knew that it was a demonic thing. Think I was leading and then the sister jumped up and started resisting what I was saying. And deep in my spirit I could hear the voice rebuke and redeem her i was so afraid i didn't do it when i went home i was crying because i knew the holy ghost told me i didn't do it from that moment i'm not afraid anymore thank god that he's good. but but i didn't let god be glorified may i say to you some of you may have such occasions please Don't take your phone and call nobody. When it comes and the Spirit of the Lord rises up in you, speak a word. And God will confirm His word. We must do this for the body of Christ. Not to diminish. Now, continue, dear sister.
1: Verse 10. Said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. Huh. And he lived and walked. Mm. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, mm. they raised their voices saying in the Lycanian language, mm. the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men.
0: Now let's stop here. The gods have done what? Oh, I want to hear your The voice of... The, 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 what did they say? The gods have come down in the... You are not catching the revelation. The gods have done what? The, the 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 people acknowledge that these are different people who are operating by the because they don't know the living God, they said the gods because they are used to gods. So they said the gods. The gods. I pray that we will rise up so that people will say, "Hey, they are different people. God is at work in them. Hallelujah. Amen. The gods have come down. Now I notice we can talk a lot about this. I notice that it was so flippant, frequent with the lives of the people who started the mission when Jesus had left. Today it is uncommon. We will call on the Lord that it shall become common one more time. Hallelujah. The ghosts have come down. The ghosts have come down. In the likeness of men. If we say we are carrying... If we say we are saints. May you disturb if these things are not happening. As long as you are around every situation. You are the light of that situation. Praise the Lord. The ghosts have come down. May we accept this responsibility... And may we think not that, uh, or may we just not think that we are fine. Listen, the church of Jesus, I want to tell you in all honesty, we are not fine until these things are repeated in our time. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go, I give you the example in chapter 14. Now that's what we read. In chapter 28, verse 4 to 6, that it is also regarding Paul, the book of Acts. Everything is in the book of Acts. 4 to 6, yes, please.
1: Acts chapter 28, verse 4 to 6. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, Hmm. they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, Mm -hmm. whom, though he has escaped the sea, Yet justice does not allow to live. Mm. Verse 5, But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Mm. Verse 6, However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time Mm. and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god.
0: They declared a man a murderer. But when they saw the works of God in him, they declared him, the gods have come. Think about this. People may not respect you, people may design in their minds who you are. But when the truth of God has wrought down through you, your name will be changed by him. This is why I think that we cry as a body of Christ. Praise the Lord. This man was being taken from one place to the other to be judged. And in the ship trouble. The sea became so rough at a particular place and the natives there held them out and it was winter time. It was so cold. He gets out now safe and because of the cold he finds firewood. I remember one of the nights in the north. It was very interesting. We had this crusade down the village. The same night that we passed through the waterways, got to the other side. The thing was so, the water current was so scary that some got out. I was going to preach, so I stayed in the car. Pastor Jackson got out. Pastor Stanley got out. And some of the leaders got, went out of the car. And they got so wet so by the time we made it to have the crusade, they were shivering. And it was quite interesting to me because when they were doing that, then I remembered the scripture. So the natives went and took some, it, it had rain, but I wonder how it happened. Took some of the broken pieces, maybe it must be shot up a wood, whether rain falls on it or not, it will still catch fire. I could not believe they took these pieces around, they broke them, heaped them together, set fire on it, and it started burning. And so Pastor Stanley just went there, and then he did this. You also went by that. Mama too went by that. Then Pastor Jackson also went there, and it was keeping them warm, keeping them warm. So now, Paul had gotten out of this situation, and the rough nature, and the winter situation, took the firewood, trying to warm up himself, breaks it into pieces, and uh, under it was a cobra. And the cobra bites, and then curls around his hands. The man simply says that when you drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt you. Clear off, cobra, go into my fire. Goes into the fire. The natives who have been experiencing cobra bites. And their people have died out of that situation. Say oh my God. with an a bagbo, Five minutes no die. Ten minutes no die. One hour no die. The man is only warming himself and putting in his body. They say uh uh-uh. uh. We thought he was a murderer. Now he a God. The presence of God in the life of a man makes the difference. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And brethren, I want to say, I want us to take up the challenge. We don't have to accept the state in which we find ourselves as a church. Let's begin to trust God. That some of these, because you see, let me tell you, these are the things that will let people know that There is is a God at work in us, the Father of all, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. From now, don't be afraid to pray for the sick. They will be healed. Amen. Read something that I put down here. Have you wondered why the lost around us... Are not attracted to us. Has anybody thought about why. The lost. The unbelievers. Are not very much attracted to us. And if they are coming. It's because of the wrong thing. That appeals to them. Are you listening? Let's get it very clear. If we are attracting people, not because of the Holy Ghost, but because of even music, we have failed. You didn't hear that. They are charmed only sometimes because of the humor. I am told that now, some of the churches will now invite this comedians, and will come and will begin to create laughter. And because the congregation are coming in, there thousands. The preacher man will preach. That is not how God has ordained for us to go. Praise the Lord. Neither should we make a music in such a way that it will appeal to them to come. Something of the Holy Ghost inside of us must work on the outside for them to come, praise the Lord. Let's accept the standard of God. These people saw now the man had not spoken, but they declared him one person. You are in a ship, it cracks, it breaks, shipwreck. Now you are safe on the land. Before we could say Jacobra has come, you are you not are you not a murderer? put his judgment on you. The same mouth that said so retreated and said, the gods have come now. People may not like your face. It's okay. But let something come out of you. They will respect you. Praise the Lord. Child of God, are you listening to me? Coming to a close shortly, but I want you to catch this. That I'm reading here. Are they charmed only by our humor, our clever ways? Are they coming to church because of our clever ways? We will not resort to doing anything to attract the Lord than to choose the right way, which is being filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. People can come and the place will be flooded with people. But what is it that is appealing to them? May it be something of the Holy Spirit. Huh. When they look at us, when they look at you, do they see the living power for King Jesus at work in you? What attracts them to, to us? It's a thing we must now. Every one of us must get this kind of statement. When I came around you. There was something about you I was trying to inquire. But now that you started speaking. I saw that you are a child of God. You didn't say amen. This is how we can have the world bow to us. I'm saying this for us to cry to God. That we should not accept our state. We should accept that something is not in line with the word of God. Paul, James. These people are being confronted With a hostile situation in their time. And yet, something inside of them is working in such a way that people have no choice than to accept them for who they are. Let's quickly go to uh, uh, Acts chapter 28 verse 4 to 6. Is that what we read? Okay, let's do Acts chapter 17 verse 6. 17 verse 6. And then we will start. Yes.
1: Acts chapter 17, verse 6. But when they did not find them, hmm. they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, mm-hmm. crying out, These these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Hmm. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Can we rise up and preach and preach to the this- all that which the whole world is trying to cause Ghana to do. Are you understanding me? The world wants to force Ghanaians that we should accept that you can, you're a man, you can become a woman. Nonsense. Can we rise up and preach in such a way so that those who are of different spirits will say, Hey! These people who are resisting us, they have come our way. Because we are the people who turn the world upside down. Hallelujah. We can advocate. We can shout. We can go on demonstration. It's a good thing. But what will make it perfect is when we preach. May I ask you a simple question. Anybody born again with a sound mind, would he go for a doctor to replace things? You are not my naming. Anybody who is born again and filled with the Holy Ghost and understands the Word of God, will he go for a doctor to replace things? Didn't say anything. Hallelujah! You know, when we live in this world with this kind of mentality, let me tell you something. As much as sin is sin, We can come to the point when we will become comfortable. May we never become comfortable. When we preach the word of God. When we tell of sin. When we say what you are doing is not right. We will not have many of such people. Our lack of preaching is gradually bringing this to us. Bishop Adi was with us this week. Wednesday and Thursday. And he made mention of it. And it has challenged so much can you imagine you and i spending a lot of money thank god for brother hayford building such an edifice edifice beautiful church and then one day when we are dead and gone some muslim man comes to buy it may god forbid in the name of jesus how is it possible london some people say london some people say london Whichever one you want. I think the London is better. London. People who brought us the good news. Switzerland, Germany, Netherlands. We call it Protestant. These people who saw that we were worshiping idols. And God sent them and they came to die. They have now, their temples have been sold. And let me tell you something. As he said, and I also believe in that. If we don't rise up and preach very, very soon. You see this thing. 136,000 glass. Thousand, thousand euro. If you don't know the cost of this glass. Hello. From Italy. As to how the money came in. Blessed be the name of Jesus. We, we brought them. They wanted to do us one for one four. Four, ah, okay, one nine four two ways. <laughs> they wanted to do us yes, one, one, Four one nine. Reverend and son went. He fired them. I went. He fired them. Italian and somebody. They wanted to do us. I changed it to one four nine. <laughs> And then we prayed. They brought it. When people come here, they talk about, Oh, your church, your church. That's not the matter. I pray. And therefore, I charge all of our children. And all of us. May we preach the word of God. May we use, make good use of this to such an extent that we don't reduce. Sometimes when we are reducing... We are attributing it to other things. Please, brethren, the truth of the matter is we are not preaching to bring them in. May we preach and they will come. Amen. Let's not blame anybody. It is a lack of commitment towards what God has committed into our hands. That is what is making it so. Hallelujah. Amen. See what they told them. These people, this is, this is a strong statement. Into. These people who have turned the world upside down, they have come here too. May we turn this place upside down for Jesus. a second close. In the verse, chapter 5 of verse 13, we will speak it all together. When all them, so you know the story, 513 of the book of Acts, you know the story when the brother, a crippled man at the gate of beautiful and all hula balloons were being done. And then the people just said, I don't preach that name anymore, restricted him and all of that, but still God was working. Finally something happened. Yet none of the rest there joined them, but the people esteemed them high. Oh! Pray today that your Christianity will be esteemed. Whether they like it or not, you should rise up to the occasion because you are the light of the world. Whether they don't like your name, you don't like your hometown, you don't have a hometown. You have one hometown which is heaven bound. Praise the Lord. May we be a sinner like that. Let's change the things around us. Let's be so committed to God, to such an extent that people have no choice. Let me tell you, brethren, as I come to a close, it's very very sad that now people don't regard us for who we are. Our faith has been manufactured in such a way that no matter whether you've been to school or you haven't been to school, you will be respected if you walk in the word of the Lord. Amen. Shall we trust God for this to come upon us? Shall we trust God for we to be accepted in a way? Think about it right now. How much effect have you over the people around you? Do they see you as somebody who goes to church? Or do they see you as somebody who knows as God? Whatever it is, Jesus told us, when we lose our tastes, we'll be good for nothing. We will not lose our tastes. Stand to your feet for us to say a prayer right now. Thank you, Lord. I would like for you to pray right now. A very sincere prayer. Measuring ourselves with the word of God right now that has come to us. Telling God, Lord, be sincere. If you see that people don't even see your Christianity, repent from it. Tell the Lord. And if you are also here, that you jesus you have never had an occasion to say jesus i want to be your child i don't like my state today i want you to accept me if you have never had such an occasion i wanted to give you the chance as we have bowed in prayer to come here if you want to be a real child of god today Wherever you are standing, if you lift your hands, I will see you and I will pray for you. You lift it high in such a way I will see, God bless you over there, someone else. You say, I want to know Jesus and to love him. And I want him to start working in my life right now from the word of God. So my life will be a spectacle. Can I see your hand boldly? God bless you over there too. Those of you with your hands up, quickly come to me in the front. Just come brother, just come sister over there. Just come sister, come, come, come forward brother, come. You didn't lift your hands but you know that God is calling you to become his child. Join these ones as they come. Right now. Join them. Come and stand right in front of me here. Who is that one last person? Who is struggling? Come. God needs you. Just come closer. Let me tell you something. If you don't come, you don't belong to Him. Jesus knows only those who have surrendered their lives. Would you like to join them in this short moment of time? Quickly run to this place because we are about saying a prayer. And don't say that when I'm over there, I will say that prayer. God is about doing something. Are you coming? Put your hand on your chest, dear ones. And say this prayer after me. My Father... I have heard your voice but I know I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me. I came to church and I have heard your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know I'm far away from you. Please forgive me my sins and come and dwell in me as you dwelt in the lives of those people. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you as my Lord and as my personal Savior. From this day and from this moment, I belong to you. Take over my life and do whatever you want with it. I thank you for coming into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Just follow the gentleman. They will talk to you. Come and join us. You have the holy communion. Amen.